Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, and joining me today in the epic battle between good and evil for the fate of Earthrealm as the descendant of Kung Lao himself, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are we doing today, bud? I'm pretty good. Love the outfit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, even, uh, I even brought, I even have my mask, but I figured I shouldn't wear a, a rubber mask on, on a show where we have to talk to people. I figured that would be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming... You're excited for Mortal Kombat tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) How could you tell, man? Like, what gave it away? Yeah, as you guys can probably tell, I'm very excited for the release of Mortal Kombat tomorrow. Uh, Big Mortal Kombat fan, loved the original movie, watched that last night, but we're not here to talk about Mortal Kombat. We're here to talk about Blades of Glory. (laughs) Before the show, Josh said that my outfit without the mask looked like Blades of Glory. That's why uh, we made that joke. No, we're here to talk about hockey, so... Uh, before we do all that, let's get into last night's slate. How'd you do on last night's slate? I actually cashed, which was nice because I think it was my first uh, cash of the week. So once you, you know, when you when you go two or three days without cashing, it can it can start to dig at you. So I was happy to cash last night. How'd you do? Yeah, I was like three x until McDavid decided to you know go off in the final like ninety seconds of the game and get the three point bonus. But uh, I ended up min cashing. I'll take it. Kind of annoying. Uh, I don't know. Canadians pulled the goalie down three with two minutes left. 
or uh, excuse me, the Oilers put the goalie down three with two minutes left. They scored twice, so I guess it worked. But like, ugh. yeah, that's just one of those things. Um, even if you think you faded the right line, um, I even noticed that in Toronto's last game. Uh, I think Matthews and Marner played like four and a half minutes right at the end of the game. So like, it's always such a sweat when you're fading those super expensive lines because you know that even if they haven't done much through 55 minutes, that their coach is going to give them all the ice time they can handle down the stretch. So uh, yeah, that uh, that little bit at the end of that uh, Oilers-Habs uh, game probably sunk some people. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, massive, massive night last night. Two goals, two assists. Uh, Matthias Janmark, goal and assist. He was on the line with them as Riley Smith was injured. Um, Alex Tuck scored. Like, if I, I know we talked about Vegas and how they seem to be going through a downswing through March. It over their last few games, it really they've. It seems like they've turned the corner and they're starting to look like that cup contender we expect them to be. Yeah, and Tuck was really chalky because he was supposed to be up on that second line and people just like, ignorance is bliss. And he was like 30%. So like that goal really sucked. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you didn't have Marshall so you didn't have Talbot, you weren't going to win any GPPs last night. Yeah, uh, Marshall so two goals, two assists, uh, five with the shot bonus. Uh, on a four-game slate, you're not going to get past that too often if you don't have him. Uh, I saw a couple people in our, in our Slack chat had a good night last night. So congratulations to you guys let's hope we can have another good night here up tonight uh before we get going here if you guys could please like and subscribe uh especially subscribe it really helps us grow the channel here helps us to the top top of the algorithm really helps us along uh if you don't want to subscribe you don't or subscribe to osmo.com you don't have to but please uh subscribe to this channel click that bell if you want to get notified whenever we do come on the air uh, and if you aren't able to catch these shows, they're all most of them, I should say, are available on podcasts. Just head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast. Um, I think it's everything except the live before locks go up there. Obviously, live before lock um, doesn't really do anything. So there's no point in posting those. But they're available on all your favorite uh, uh, podcast platforms. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast and leave a, a five star review for a chance to win a free week of Osmo plus platinum. Um, that deal goes uh, for up to a year, so you can win any time in the next year. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast. Check out what we got going on over there for our podcast. All right. We've got 10 games tonight, which means we've got a pretty full slate to talk about. So let's get right into these games. We've got the Boston Bruins uh, coming up first with a 3.3 implied goal total. They're going into Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabres have a 2.3 implied goal total. I believe that Boston's number has even come up through the day. I think it's uh, over three and a half now. So um, our first run for ownership doesn't have a lot of Boston. um, Just under 3% for the entire top line. Like I kind of get it because it's a 10 game slate. There are a lot of expensive spots here, but where I see that implied goal total coming up, it makes me think Boston won. Uh, is going to carry more ownership than 3%. But um, there's more than just Boston 1 in this game to talk about. So what do you like here, Josh? Yeah, I mean, even if Boston 1 comes in under 10%, I, I really like them tonight just because they're super expensive. They're 24000 It's on a slate with Pittsburgh 1. You know, there's the Torontos. There's Colorado. There's Winnipeg. There's a lot of expensive spots. So maybe, you know, Boston does fly under the radar here just because – they're over 24,000 full stack. Maybe they don't fly under the radar. Maybe people just don't want to pay 24,000 over 24,000 on DraftKings to full stack them. But, you know, 
this is a really good spot. Uh, Dustin Tukarski is in that. He's 6,700 on DraftKings. So I would imagine he's going to get some ownership just because, you know, people love playing those cheap goalies. You're going to see volume. He's going to see volume tonight. Uh, the matchups don't really bother me. You know, Bergeron's going to get whatever, you know, the Reinhardt line. They might go 11-7. We don't know yet. But, um, you know, the, the matchup for the Bergeron line is going to be good regardless. So I really like the Boston top line, especially if they're going to be around, you know, 3%. I would imagine they come up to 6 7%, something like that. But I, I still like being way over the field on them and MME. And even that second second line with Hall, Krejci, and Smith, like they're coming in right now at 1%. But I would imagine they creep up a little bit just because Taylor Hall is a very household name and, he, you know, he'll he'll be popular. But – I think, you know, that second line is in a great spot. As you like keep going down the Sabres, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. So, <laughs> I mean, so that second line is definitely in play. They're, you know, not very expensive. I think they're 13-2 or something like that as a full line. So you can fit them in with the expensive stuff. So I think, you know, that ownership right now, 1% is a little low. I'm not sure it's going to get above five, something like that. But I think that second line's in play. Uh, if you If you really need you know, to get even cheaper in this game, you can go to that third line. Um, you know, the power play correlation isn't great, but Richie Coyle DeBrusque is a pretty decent third line. And then on the Buffalo side, I, I'm off the Skinner, Olsen, uh, Reinhardt line, specifically if they get the Bergeron matchup. If you want to drop down to the second line, do like a Middlestad Thompson duo. So it's okay. Like I, I know like we've talked about how when Boston won, is off the ice, you know, their numbers kind of fall off a cliff, but they have gotten a bit healthier recently. Um, And the, you know, the Sabres have a 2.2 total at home. Like this is just bad. So like, I'm probably going to be off the Sabres entirely, at least from like the skater standpoint, I might have, you know, Rasmus Dahlin since he's 3,500 or Aristoline and something like that. But for me, this is a Boston game. Yeah, all I'll like I'm off Buffalo too. I agree with you. All I'll say is that with their line matching, I think you can go to like Dylan Cousins, Anders Bjork as like a little two man, or Cousins Rootsalainen as a little two man, or something like that, because they'll get the Boston third line. And I think the one matchup um, where bu- where Buffalo can do damage is in that uh, third line versus third line matchup. But like. I'm not running out to go jam in some Buffalo third line on a 10 game slate, right? Like that'd be something I would definitely consider on a four or five gamer 10 gamer. I think it's just a little bit too deep. So I'm out on Buffalo entirely, at least the skaters, Austin. Like the problem is, is like, if you want to use the top line plus Grizzly, like you're really running out of salary, right? If you use the top line plus Grizzly, you're uh, approaching 30,000. You add your goal, let's say an 8K goalie, you're approaching nearly 38,000. And then you have, you know, 12 to 13K left for a full stack plus a defenseman. So you're looking at $3,000 a player uh, if you use full Boston one plus Grizzly. So that's where I'm having the tough time here with Boston is that I would love to use Boston one here. But man, that price, like I said, including Grizzly is just so expensive. So I think what I would do here, I, I don't have a problem with leaving Grizzly off the stack. Um, Buffalo doesn't take a ton of penalties. Like the penalty kill isn't good. So I think Boston can take advantage of it when they get their penalties, but, uh, the Buffalo penalty kill has not, they haven't been taking a lot of penalties lately. So I think you're fine leaving off Grizzly. Um, like I'm okay going back down to the second line, but I think you'll see some people go there as opposed to the top line, uh, just to avoid, you know, all, you know, all that pricing, get some cheaper players. 
uh, and then you can still fit in a decent stack elsewhere. So I do like Boston one. I'm just going to think about how I'm going to have to fit them in. On the blue line, you mentioned Dahlin, Ristolainen. Like, I think those two, I think Yokoharu is fine because he'll probably play over 20 minutes as well. On the Boston side, like like I said, you can correlate with Grizzly, but I think that makes Boston one too expensive. I like, I'd be more apt to use like McAvoy with Boston two or something like that than Grizzly with Boston one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I built a couple lineups just messing around with salaries to see what I could fit in. I left Grizzly off one because he's too expensive with Boston one, two. 5,000 Grizzlick doesn't interest me at all. Uh, I wish Mike Ryan was still on the power play, but I just have a hard time clicking in 5,000 Grizzlick. He is what he is. I'll let, you know, Seth, you know, ruin me and chat for that take. But I agree with you with McAvoy with Boston too. I'm not sure what happens with Riley now that, uh, you know, Grizzlick is back on the top power play. I would imagine Riley still gets his minutes. The coach was very high, said nice things about him, but without the power play time, I think I'm going to fade him tonight. So really for me, like if I'm using Boston two, McAvoy makes sense. Other than that, I'll probably be off the defenseman. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, I'm not playing 8,500 Swayman. I never played $8,500 goalie on the road, 6,700 Tukarski. Now that's interesting. Uh, I wrote him up in my power place article this morning, and I just want to read a little bit over at Osmo.com. I write up a power place article every Thursday. So you can check that out on the site right now. uh, If you want to look at it, he sits at 1.15 goal saved above expected, but every other, which isn't a great mark, but every other Sabres goalie is in the negatives. And on a per minute basis, it's higher than regular uh, starting goalies like Phil Grubauer and Cam Talbot. And he also has the highest high danger save percentage in the league. Now it's been 10 games, not anywhere close to enough for a big enough sample, but he is playing well right now. And he's 6,700 and should get a lot of shot volume. Sounds like I'm talking myself into Tukarski. What do you think? I mean, you take away the name and the stats. I consider anybody at 6,700 on DraftKings, right? Especially if they're going to see volume. What worries me is like we haven't had a Boston one or log out slate in a while. And in the back of my head, I was like, well, we're due for one. I mean, you can't really, you know, put in a t- faded goalie because someone's due for a big game. So, you know, he's going to see 35, 40 shots. If he saves three of them and even gets like a, a loss, you know, you get the bonus there and he's around 15 to 20 DK points. I think he's going to pay off at his salary. Yeah, that, it was a good point brought up in a chat earlier today. Like, if, if they have 40 shots against and he allows four goals, he still goes 2x at his price. So, like, he really has to blow up to suck here tonight. So, I like, I don't mind Tukarski either. All right, enough talking about the Buffalo Sabres. Let's get to the next game. Washington Capitals, 2.6 implied goal total. Going into the Islanders – or going into New York, the Islanders have a 3.0 implied goal total. Ilya Samsonov going for the Caps. Semyon Varlamov projected for the Islanders, but we don't, you know, they usually don't uh, announce their starter. Uh, they sometimes don't announce their starter until closer to lock. So I think there's something on both sides here. And, and I think this is also a game a lot of people will avoid. So I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, from one three lineup perspective or a limited amount of lineups, if you're not, you know, fully MME in like a 20 max or, a, you know, 150 max, it's tough to really settle on something in this game. This is more of an MME game, but there are some things that I like on both sides. I, you know, if you want to play the Ovechkin line, you know, I'm never going to stop, especially if Ovi's going to be low owned like he is. The thing is like the Islanders are good. They're good defensively. They, 
ended the Rangers season effectively the other night, which was sad, but you know, the kids may get some more minutes, but we'll get there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll never stop you from playing Alex Ovechkin. Where, but where I want to use the Caps tonight is probably that second line, Mantha, Backstrom, Oshie. Uh, they are, you know, semi-expensive. They're like in the mid-16s. But if you're, if you're doing like a mid-range build where you're doing, you know, you have two lines around like fourteen to 17,000, I think that makes some sense, especially in MME. Uh, they have decent power play correlation. Not that the, not the Islanders take a lot of penalties, but you know their penalty kill has been a bit iffy lately. Um, so yeah, I, I like that second line. If you want to use that top line, that's fine. On the Islander side, uh, the top line is okay. It just I'd rather someone else besides Travis Travis Zajac be there. It's kind of weird seeing Barzal on the wing. Um, you know, I I was hoping Barzal would center that line with you know Eberle and Palmieri, or you know, someone else, like, <laughs> but I guess they want to keep Zajac at center after trading for him. So I guess that kind of makes sense. The second line with Michael Dow Colf, he sticks there is kind of iffy, but if you want to use a Nelson Palmieri duo, I think that's perfectly fine. Where I want to use down is that third line. They had a great game against the Rangers. Um, they're going to get the depth matchups. Not that like there's any horrific defensive lines for the Capitals, but you're not going to, you know, run into, I don't think they're going to run into Backstrom uh, too much. And, you know, J.G. Pajot, Bavillier, Bailey, they, you know, they're cheap. They're the most expensive person on the line is Bavillier, 3,800. Or, excuse me, uh, J.G. Pajot at 3,800. They got two guys on the uh, top power play. Bailey's on the second power play. Their ownership's in check. I think this is a third line you can definitely use. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the line matching because the Islanders have kind of been all over the place since they got those guys at the deadline. Um, they got Zajac and Paul Mary at the deadline. Their last game, they actually sent out Brock Nelson and Michael Dal Cole against Butchnevich and Zabanajad. That would tell me that Nelson and Dal Cole and Paul Mary might be going out against Kuznetsov and Ovechkin here tonight. Uh, so that would tell me two things. One, I w- that's a good matchup for Washington one because Michael Dal Cole he is not ready for that role to shut down Alex Ovechkin uh, in any sense of the word. Uh, and two, I do like the Barzal line here because the way they've gone back to their old line matching, which is sending the Barzal line out against third and fourth lines. Um, as good as Washington might be, like there aren't a lot of teams with super good third and fourth lines. Like I, you know, Washington's isn't bad, but it's not something I'm super afraid of. So I think I like both top lines uh, in this game. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Washington. I, like, I get that it's scary to go up uh, against uh, this Islanders team. They don't take a ton of penalties. Uh, but we have Washington coming in at 2% ownership. Like, if I can get Alex Ovechkin's line at 2%, um, even on a 10-game slate, I'm probably going to take that chance. So I like Washington 1 for the ownership here. I don't mind Islanders 1 either. Because uh, they should get some depth matchups on the blue line. I noticed they put uh, Letty and Pulak on the same power play, and then put Dobson on what I guess would be the top power play unit. But Dobson's only playing fourteen, fifteen minutes a night. So what do you do with the defenseman there? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like when early in the season, when Dobson was on the top power play, or in the, he was like almost four thousand. He was playing like nineteen, twenty minutes a night. Now he's down to 14, 15, but I guess he is min price. So if you want to put him in there, I think, you know, for top power play min price, if you need a punt, I think it's an okay spot. Um, I'd rather, you know, 
I don't know if I'd rather use Pulak. Uh, the price disparity is just so big, so I think I'd probably stick to Dobson if I needed a punt. And on the cap side, you know, Carlson, if you want to use – if you're using caps one, I think correlating with Carlson makes sense. Other than that, I mean, there's not much that really sticks out for defensemen. Yeah, I agree. There's not a whole lot for blue liners in this game other than correlating that I really like. Um, in gold, they're all priced around that 77, 7,800 mark. It seems like that's almost intentional because they don't really know what's going to happen in this game either. Uh, I don't really like the prices for any of those. Yeah, it's just a little bit too expensive on both sides for, for my comfort. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't really like these goalies and in the spot even. Um, all right, we'll move it along then. Let's talk about our brand new show sponsor. Our show sponsor is Jock Market. And what Jock Market has done is turn fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any game or match. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your analysis. Download the app today to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code Awesome NHL 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community. So make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Awesome NHL 20, the number 20 at our show sponsor, Jock Market, for a free $20 on your first deposit. Okay, let's keep this train rolling along. Uh, our next game is going to be uh, Carolina with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Florida. The Panthers have a 2.8 implied goal total as well. Uh, I believe it's Alex Nedeljkovic is going for Carolina uh, and Sergei Bobrovsky is going for Florida. Um, I kind of like both sides of this game as well. Um, I think there's stuff to talk about on both sides of this game. What do you like? Yeah. Uh, well, the big news is Mason Marchment's out tonight. So Florida one has a Complete line here. Patrick Cronquist up with Barkov and Gusev, fully correlated on the power play. Love to see it. Where's Vots? Something we love to see. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not the best matchup, but fully correlated on the power play with their shot rates. I think you definitely can go there. Ownership double digits does concern me a little bit with the 2.8 total going in, you know, like going up against a Aho uh, Svechnikov line. Not my favorite, but you know, I think I definitely think you can do it because they're fully correlated on the power play. Um, that second line is going to be popular tonight. Huberto, Bennett, Duclair, they've been great, um, mainly because they've been getting the line A line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Sam Bennett's obviously better than he showed in Calgary, but line A is incredibly bad, so it definitely aided his performance. But he is 2900, his price hasn't moved. Uh, so I think you can use that second line. They're 12, nine is a full line. I think they're going to be popular with the pit ones, with the Boston ones, with the Colorado power plays type deal, that kind of stuff. But I still think you can go to that second line. Um, and then, you know, on the Carolina side, you know, I, I know the Ajo Svechnikov matchup is going to get the Barkov line, but you know, if you, if you're on the Barkov line, I think you can be on the Ajo Svechnikov line in MME uh, where I really like the Canes is that second line, Trocek, Niederreiter, Netches. It's not really a surprise. Uh, that's been my favorite line on Carolina all year. Their ownership right now is around under 1%. I would imagine that that bumps up a little bit, but 
you know, their price is in the 16. So it's in kind of in no man's land with a lot of, you know, people going stars and scrub type build, you know, to fit in the Boston's, the Pittsburgh's, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they, they actually may go overlooked, but I think this is a good spot getting, you know, the depth of Florida. So I, I like them a lot. So I think, you know, both top sixes are in play for me tonight, mainly in MME because it is a low total and they're, you know, they're two of the better teams in the NHL. Yeah. I want to, I, I like that Carolina two call a lot. And for this reason is that Florida's penalty kill has really dropped off, especially since Aaron Ekblad's injury. Like they have a bottom five penalty kill in the league over the last 10 games. That's not good, <laughs> especially when you're going up against the Carolina team with as much firepower as they have. Um, and I like the Carolina two call because Trocek's on the top power play unit, uh, Natchez and Niederreiter on the second unit. So ostensibly, if they score on the power play and you stack the second line, you should get some power play points out of it. And then with uh, Brett Pesci running the second power play unit, you can throw together Carolina two with Pesci and have a relatively cheap stack um, as opposed to having to use, you know, Aho, Svechnikov and throwing a 7,200 uh, Dougie Hamilton in there with them. So I do like that Carolina two and then throwing like a Pesci or a Gardner or something like that on with them. Take advantage of that bad Florida penalty kill. Um I'm probably going to be out on Florida here tonight, and it's just ownership reasons. Actually, I should say it's two reasons. One, Alex Nedeljkovic, there's an argument he's been the best goalie in in the NHL this year, and that's not an exaggeration. If you look at some of his numbers, uh, great high danger save percentage, great goal save above expected, all that stuff. He's been excellent. Um, The other reason is ownership. Like you talked about earlier, uh, their ownership is probably going to be a bit high. We have them coming in between 9 and 10%, and that was with Owen Tippett on the top line. With Patrick Hornfist there, I imagine that's going to probably be closer to 10 to 15%. So uh, I won't play a 10 to 15% uh, line um, against Carolina, especially with the way Nadelkovich is playing. And uh, like I agree with you on Sam Bennett. I think they took advantage of some really uh, good matchups, and I'm going to try to avoid some ownership there as well. So at the very least, I'm out on the Florida top six. I don't mind Frank Petrano. He's been just absolutely en fuego uh, lately. Um, he's get, he's on the third line. He'll get third line matchups. We've talked about it before, how Jordan Stahl just doesn't look the same without Svechnikov. So, but I think Petrano as a one-off might be fine. But I think for me in this game, it's about Carolina two. On the blue line, like I said, I think I prefer somebody like Pesci over Hamilton tonight. Uh, what do you have on the blue line? Yeah, I mean, the world isn't ready for the Mike Pesci impression because, you, you know, Mortal Kombat gear and a Pesci impression. Like, not on the same dog, show. And the dog crying. Like, no. just, the world is not ready. Uh, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. Uh, Pesci, for sure, with Carolina, too. Uh, I know Mackenzie Weger is back for Florida, which kind of boosts them a little bit defensively. He's 3,400. I think that is fine. Gustav Forsling, 3,300 is fine. <laughs> Y- Yandel 3,500 if you're using the power play, I guess, but like, I don't know. I, I prefer Uyghur, Forsling, and even Brandon Montour at 3,600. Yeah, I like, I won't, I won't say no to Yandel if you're playing Florida power play, but man, those have been some empty minutes of late. Uh, in goal, like I said, like, I don't know if you have to use Nadelkovich, but 7,500, yeah. Florida can, Florida has been a high shooting team for most of the year. Um, I, I certainly don't mind using him in correlated lineups. What do you think about using him as a one-off? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind it. Um, 
you know, Florida's shot rate is one of the highest in the league. I like the Delkovich. Um, his price is okay. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but it's, you know, it is what it is. I think you can put him in um, more with Carolina lineups, but I, I honestly don't mind him as a one-off tonight. All right, good enough. Uh, just looking back over our schedule, I just want to make sure I had all the games in here. Okay, we do. Um, all right, no, I just want to make sure we had all the games in here. Uh, next game, New Jersey, 2.5 implied goal total going into Pittsburgh. Uh, the Penguins have a 3.6 implied goal total. Um, I believe Mackenzie Blackwood is still injured, so it looks like it's going to be Scott Pro- – well, I guess – We'll say probably Scott Wedgwood, but uh, both their goalies got lit up pretty hard last game. So who knows who it's going to be, but it is will be Tristan Jari uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like I said, uh, last game was 7-6. It was a 6-0 game going into the third period, and Pittsburgh won 7-6. One of the craziest games I've honestly ever seen uh, in hockey. Um, Ty Smith out again for the Devils. Will Butcher in again for the Devils. Uh, Will Butcher, top power play minutes, played over 20 minutes last game. What do you like here? Butcher. Um, it's kind of the same thing as the other night. Like, Pittsburgh one's going to be chalk tonight. <laughs> they're, they're, they're our top team in the top stacks tool. Um, I get it. I am going to fade them again tonight. Just from an ownership play, just because you see, like, Boston one is, like, what, $1,800 more expensive, but – their ownership is like a fifth of Pittsburgh one. Colorado's ownership is way lower. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I, I like the Hughes-Sharangovich line defensively and offensively. So, I, you know, the, the Crosby line, even though they scored seven goals, like, they scored what, like a, a late seventh goal to really get them there. So like it took them seven goals to get there. Like <laughs> obviously that can change. Like they can go like just crazy in this game, but like if they're going to be around 20% on a 10 game slate, just from an ownership play, I'm going to fade them. If you, if you want to use them, they're fully Croy. They may be in the best spot of the night. The top stacks tool thinks they're in the best spot of the night. So if you want to use them, go for it. But from ownership play, I'm going to be out on them. I like that second line again. They had a big game the other night. McCann has been great since Malkin has been out. He's on the top power play. That line with Carter and Zucker is very good. Their ownership is in check. It's a 3.6 total. And like like I always try to say, if you want to get exposure to a team in a high total, you go to the seconds or third lines and you get way lower ownership. And I really like the second line. They're going to avoid the Hughes matchup. They're going to get Heischer and Janssen or <laughs> – whoever else. So, you know, I, I'm on the 
pick two again. And then on the New Jersey side, you know, I think, um, you know, NJ one was a bit more popular than I wanted to the other night. And I think, you know, after kind of a, a decent game, I think they're going to be a semi-popular filler. Like if they're going to be 5%, five, 6% on a 10 game slate, I'm going to be out on the devils tonight. You know, I'm not high on Tristan Yari. I don't think he's a great goalie, but like, I don't know if I want to rely on, you know, the devils having a repeat, you know, performance when with no pressure on down six goals in the third, like they easily can put up a dud tonight with one or two goals and lose like four to one. So I'm probably going to be out for the most part on the devils. Really this game. I, I really like pit too. Yeah, I sh- this is a bit of a different game than the last one because uh, Jesper Bratt is back in the lineup and Pavel Zaka is back in the lineup. Not like they're, you know, game-changing players, but when you can bring in above-average players compared to what the Devils have there before, um, you know, that just that does make them a little bit tougher. Uh, I agree with you on Pitt, too. I even wrote up Jason, Mc- or Jason McCann. Uh, Jason Zucker, uh, in my Power Plays article this morning, he's only 3,500 over on DK. Uh, ownership projections have him at around 5%. He's not on the top PP unit. So at 3,500, I think he's fine, like as a one-off guy to use. Um, that's why I have him in my power plays article. But like they've been really good in four games together, three expected goals per 60 minutes, five and a half actual goals scored. So I'm with you. I do like pit two here. Um, on the blue line, there isn't a lot that I really like. Like Mike, we brought up Matheson in our last show and he got there for us. Uh, boomer from the blue line, but he played only like 16 minutes. So that's a bit of a concern for me. Um, I think Will Butcher's fine, like I said, taking Ty Smith's spot on the top PP unit. What sticks out to you? Yeah, really, uh, Butcher. If you're going to tell me Matheson's going to get 20 minutes, I want to play him. If you think he's going to have 15, 16, like last game, I'm going to fade him. So really, if you're playing Devils, Butcher makes sense. Other than that, I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. Yep, okay. I'm good with that. Uh, in goal, I'm not playing either goalie or you. No, and I know Blackwood skated this morning, but I think he's out. Um, I think so, too. Yeah, 8,400 Tristan Yari currently projected at 25% ownership. Like, throw me me in the Hudson. (laughs) I mean, even if Blackwood was in, like, he's not having a great season, right? Like, he's not – like, he's probably better than Wedgwood, but it's not like he's been blowing the doors off this year either. So, uh, yeah, probably no goalies for me for this game. All right, let's move it along. To our next one, Columbus Blue Jackets, 2.0 implied goal total. Going into Tampa Bay, the Bolts have a 3.6 implied goal total. Um, According to our top stacks tool, Tampa's top line is going to be one of the chalkiest lines of the night. Can't really blame them because the price on Alex Barry Boulette hasn't really come up, and they're still perfectly correlated. So even though we have them as 8% as a top two stack, they're coming in around 17% owned as a trio. That is very, very high. But it is a great matchup. Um, I think we do. We definitely have to talk about Tampa Bay. So talk about what you want to do with that top line, and then what else do you like there? So I'm kind of conflicted. I have two like varying opinions on it. One, they fit with pit one, which is going to be a problem. Like that's going to be a chalky build, and that concerns me. You just got to be wary of dupes. Like I. You know, leave a couple hundred dollars salary on the table when you're putting in your last D-man if you're doing that, and that should be fine. They have very high, you know, ownership and negative correlation, but the problem is they're going to get that line A matchup most likely, right? Yeah. So, 
you saw what Sam Bennett did to them. Sam Bennett. This <laughs> 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 yeah. is, you know, Tampa top line, right? Getting the line A matchup. The, the matchups don't get better than that. So I, you know, I think if you're going to use them, maybe be wary. Don't use pit one. Maybe use like a Carolina two with them. Like do like a mid-range build and have more expensive D-men. Like find ways to get different. I think, you know, the Tampa top line is one of, is in one of the best spots of the night. They're only 14,000 fully correlated. So yeah, they're going to be popular. The price, the matchup, everything, like the stars are aligning. So I think if you're going to use them. You just got to be a bit wary of how you fill out the rest of your lineup. But I think, you know, you can definitely play them. Uh, the Coleman uh, Gord Gaudreau line is going to get the Roslevic matchup, and I think you know that's good for the the Gord line. I think you can play them. Uh, I know they don't correlate very good at, at all on the power play, but you know they're going to be out there for you know seventeen eighteen minutes. I think they're they're a very good filler line tonight. Um, and then on the 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 Blue Jacket side, like I'm pretty much out on them. Like I don't want to play the Roslevic line going into the Gord matchup. I don't want to, you know, have the Texier line a line going into the point matchup. And then, you know, I have no interest in the depth and in the 2.0 total. Yeah. I'm really wondering what exactly which lines get which, because the last couple games Tampa Bay played against Carolina, they had been sending out point against Ajo. So like, you know, does, do they think Patrick line is the top line here or is it the Cam Atkinson line? Like if they keep matching, I assume it's going to be, the top line against Bjorkstrand and, and Atkinson. Like, I think that's probably. It's still a great matchup. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, Columbus just sucks. Like, like we talk about, okay, like maybe the top line would be a tougher matchup, but it's 1.5 expected goals, four per 60, 2.3 expected goals against, or 2.5 expected or 2.3 expected goals against per 60. So like, what are we looking at? Uh, like a 38% expected goal share or something like that. Like even if they get the top line, it doesn't matter. Um, I just don't want to play them at that ownership. I really don't. Like I said on the last game, Barry Boulette hasn't really looked that good on the top line. And he's a guy we were high on. Like we want him to succeed. Um, he just hasn't looked great. I mean, they're leaving him there because it doesn't really matter for them. They're just cruising till the playoffs anyway. Um, but he just hasn't looked that good. So like, I, I don't mind the Tampa third line here, actually, because if they're not going to use them in a shutdown role and you're going to send them out against, like, Eric Robinson or Stefan Matteau, like, this is – it's just a complete mismatch. So, like, if you want to just, like, two-man Goodrow and Coleman and then throw in a cheap defenseman like McDonough or Savard, I'm completely fine with that because then you can get to your expensive stacks elsewhere – and you get good players in a great matchup um, in a 3.6 total that won't carry a lot of ownership. So I think what I would do in the Tampa game is bump down to the second, if not the third line. That's where my focus is going to be. Uh, nothing for on Columbus for me. Uh, on the blue line, Mikhail Sergachev has really started to lose a lot of ice time since David Savard's uh, gotten there. It's like 18, 19, 20 minutes where he had been 22, 23. So I think I'm going to be out on Sergachev. Who are you in on? Yeah, I'm, I'm in on um, – I mean, Hedman's really expensive. And real quick, if, if you're worried about Barry Boulay, uh, I think you can go like plot point Kalorn and yeah. do that to get uh, unique. Anyway, uh, I like Chernak. I like McDonough. I like Savard. Savard's still the cheapest of the three. He's playing over 20 minutes. I think you can do that. Uh, on the Columbus side, if you want to use Seth Jones, 
I guess. I'm not interested. I'm not really interested on anyone on the Columbus side. Yeah, uh, don't really have interest. Like I said, I think I'm more apt to use the cheaper defenseman from Tampa Bay than anything here. One final note on this game. I'm not using either goalie or you. I mean, Mr. Lickens is fairly cheap, so I guess we should mention him. Yeah, I mean, if you're ever going to, you know, use a goalie against Tampa, it's when they're without, you know, Kucherov and, and Stamko. So I guess, you know, Merz Lickens will be a night nice, like he's a good swap off of Tokarski if you're worried about Tokarski's ownership. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And just to your point about power play stacking, Columbus has the fifth most penalty kill time on ice since the trade deadline. Um, earlier in the season, they hadn't really been taking many penalties, but they have been of late. So that is definitely one area where we can attack them. Uh, before we move along, just letting everyone know that we have some free content up on the site over at Osmo.com. Um, we have free content almost every day, today being no exception. We have both NBA and NHL uh, ownership projections. We You've just heard us talk about ownership uh, all show, um, NBA and NHL free for today. We have MLB top pitchers free for today. And we have MMA fighter rankings all for free up at Osmo.com. All right, let's move this along. Uh, Philly 2.7 implied goal total going into New York. The Rangers have a 3.4 implied goal total. I mean, Philly's lines are just a complete mess. They've been um, mixing them up for a few games now. Wade Allison looks like he's staying in on the second line. Uh, One thing I want to mention is we brought up Sean Couturier a lot about his hip injury. He said a few days ago that his hip injury is basically fine now. And I actually looked at his numbers and him and James Van Riemsdyk, he's not playing with JVR now, but him and JVR over the last uh, few weeks are at least at like 54% expected goal share. So it does look like Couturier's healthier and playing better. So that kind of, that really changes the way I look at this game. Um, How are you looking at this game from a Rangers fan perspective? I mean, Alexis Lafreniere is back on the top line, which I like because they're, I don't they're not mathematically eliminated, but like after that game and Pittsburgh and Boston won the other night, it's going to be a tough mountain to climb. So I like that they're giving Lafreniere top minutes here. Um, you know, I would imagine the Zabatajan line gets a Gatorade matchup. It's not something, you know, I know we were picking on Gatorade earlier, but like with Lafreniere up there, um, it's not something that I really want to do. And you, you see like the ownership, Mika Zibanejan at 7,100 at 12%. Like, it's not – I don't really want to play a 7,100 Mika Zibanejan at that percentage on a 10-game slate. Where I'm looking at the Rangers is Strom Panarin. Um, I've been looking there for the past few weeks. They've been their best line. If you want to leave Blackwell off and put on someone like Kreider to make them fully correlated on the power play, I think you can do that. Um, you know, Panarin's easily their best player. Like, all you have to do is – you can look at the numbers. You can watch the games. Panarin is far and away their guy. Uh, he's making Strom look <laughs> amazing. Uh, that's where I want to go. They're going to not get the Katoria. They'll probably get Hayes or even Lawton, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like Rangers too. And then on the flyer side, you know, I don't mind that Katoria line. They're fully correlated on whatever power play they are. I don't know what AV does with his power plays. Um, so I think you can use like a Tory A line. Um, I kind of like that third line, JVR, Lawton, Konechny. You're going to get, you know, the, the heat line and that line could be had, you know, Kreider being there maybe makes it better, but his hockey IQ, especially defensively, is <laughs> not very high. He just kind of a bull on skates. So 
you know, I like that third line, you know, especially like a Van Rienstein connecting two man. It's not super expensive. They're going to be low on. They're on the power play together. So yeah. Uh, Rangers two, uh, a little bit of that Flyers top line in MME and, you know, Van Rienstein connecting. Yeah, I really, really like that Rangers two call here tonight. One, I think you're going to see a lot of Rangers one because Lafreniere's min price. Like it just brings down the average cost per player so, so much when you have a min price player uh, skating on the top line. And I want to get away from that Couturier matchup again. I think I'm back at the point where I don't want to go into Couturier anymore. So I'm getting off. (laughs) With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I should rephrase that. Getting away from uh, Rangers 1. Just <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm going I'm going to Rangers 2 because they're going to get Hayes, Allison, and Farabee in the matchup. Like, Hayes is a decent two-way center. I like him. But Faraby, he's a rookie, below average defensively so far this year. Wade Allison is a rookie. It's like, what, his third NHL game or something like that? And you're going to go up against Stroman, Panarin, and Blackwell, a line that's been uh, just shredding it for months now? <laughs> like, no, that's not going to go well. Uh, I love Rangers, too, here tonight. Um, you mentioned the power play units for Philly. They are really messed up, so let me go through them. Uh as best I can, JVR with Konechny and Faraby and Hayes. So you have two guys on the second line and two guys on the third line with Gostas Bear, and then the entire top line with Wade Allison plus Provorov on another power play unit. So, like, I think Philly 1 might be in play here. Um, you know, Rangers' top line hasn't been elite. Lafreniere is not going to help them defensively. Um and they're perfectly correlated on the top power play unit. I don't mind playing Rangers one here tonight, or not Rangers one, Philly one here tonight. Sorry, um, especially where our ownership is well in check, uh, under five percent. We have them between four and five percent, so don't mind Philly one. Uh, but my focus here is Rangers two on the blue line with no Jake, like Jacob Trubas, like he's in concussion protocol, if I'm not mistaken, right? So Keandre Miller is probably going to get some secondary PP minutes. Don't mind him tonight. Um, I'm not using either goalie either. So what do you like for defensemen and goalies here? Yeah, I agree with uh, Ke'Andre Miller. If you want to correlate your Flyers defenseman, if you're, you know, using a specific power play stock, I think that's fine. Sanheim 2,600 seems a little bit too cheap for me. I know he's not, a, he hasn't had a great season at all, but it doesn't really matter for uh, DraftKings. He just needs to hit the, the block bonus tonight at 2,600. I'll take that chance. I'm interested to see uh, who Zach Jones tonight, but um I don't think he's even in the DK player pool right now. He might be, but he's a wait and see. Goalies, yeah, I'm off them tonight. Yeah, I have no interest. Sturkin at 8,100, just a little bit too expensive for me. All right, getting to maybe the main event of the evening. Who knows? Uh, The Toronto uh, Maple Leafs are going into Winnipeg. Toronto has a 3.2 implied goal total. Winnipeg is at 2.8. some lineup notes here. Nick Felino, he's done serving his, his quarantine post-trade deadline. So he's in the lineup for Toronto on the top line with Matthews and Marner. Alex Galchenyuk down to the second line with Tavares and Nylander. Uh, expecting uh, Toronto to still have that loaded top uh, power play unit. 
Winnipeg brings back Andrew Kopp. He's going to go to the third line with Matthew Perot going down to the fourth. What do you like? Man, so this, I have a couple pro Like, I want to fade Toronto one tonight because Nick Foligno is like um, like somewhere in between, you know, Joe Thornton and and Hyman. Like, he's somewhere in between there. He's he's trending towards Thornton. I'd say he's worse yeah. than either of those guys by a fair margin. Hyman's way better. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he's rejuvenated being on a playoff team for the first time since the 1800s. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. I guess Columbus made it last year. Yeah, anyway. they made it last year. Well, anyway, so one thing that troubles me, right, for fading them, they may get that third line, Lowry, Appleton, Cop, or they may get the Shifley-Wheeler matchup. And that is, you know, Shifley and Wheeler together this season have been brutal defensively. And so, like, if it's that matchup, it's a great matchup for Matthews. If it's the third line, it's a great matchup for Matthews. I just don't like Felino there. I really want to use the Toronto second line, Tavares, yeah, and Galchenyuk. Just to cut in real quick, I think it's going to be the third line because Edmonton was just in Winnipeg a couple days ago, and they sent that third line out against McDavid and Dreisaitl. So if yeah. they put him out against them, they'll put him out against Matthews and Marner. Yeah, so that's a great matchup for Matthews. Like, that third line isn't good. <laughs> you know, maybe Cop makes them a little bit better. No, well, he actually makes them worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at that. Like, that's the only problem I have with fading them because, like, Felino up there is just bleh. But, like, Matthews and Marner has been the best duo all season. They're 17-4 together, but Felino brings their price down. I imagine their ownership's going to be very high. I want to use Toronto, too, because Willie Nylander is the best winger on the Leafs. Like, it's not close. Ooh! Not close. Spicy! I like it. 40 assists, but all he does is sneeze and the puck goes to Matthews and he deposits it. <laughs> okay. Fair okay. Nylander's their best scoring winger. Okay. Yeah. They're going to get the Stasny Dubois Ehlers matchup. And, you know, that's an okay matchup. Like, the, the ownership's going to be lower. Like, Tavares has come to life. I really like Galchenyuk there more than, you know, Kerfoot. He's a better player than Kerfoot. So I like that second line. Um, if I was going to go to Toronto, I'd go to that second line. I completely understand if you want to go to Toronto one, it's a great matchup. What I think you can also do is, you know, power play stack. The Jets penalty kill isn't great. So I think um, you can use either the top two lines for Toronto or do some kind of power play stack. On the Leafs side, you know, if that third line – or excuse me, on the Jets side, if that third line is going up against Matthews, that means, you know, Shifley, Connor, Wheeler is going to get the Kerfoot line, I would imagine, with Simmons. I think Soup is still out, so it might be Thornton there. I like that top line. The Leafs can be had defensively. They've been very bad defensively re- recently. Those Canucks games, I mean, like, they lost both of them, and they, they weren't even playing that bad. Like, oh, God, the Leafs. Uh, so I think you can use uh, Jets 1. If you want to use Jets 2, I think that's fine as well. I prefer Jets 1. Yeah, I'm, I'll just say quickly, I like both top lines here tonight for matchup purposes. Like, even though I don't think much of Nick Foligno, like Toronto one should run over that Winnipeg three matchup. And I think Winnipeg one, even with Blake Wheeler there, uh, should be able to do some damage against the depth from Toronto. So I like both top lines here. I like the idea of like power play stacking the Leafs because they do have a stacked top line, but it's a bad matchup at even strength for the second line for Toronto. So I think even if it's they're somewhat popular, um, like their ownership actually isn't crazy for us. We have them at 15% or seven, 15% top two, 7% ownership. So Toronto one ownership is in check. Even if that doubles, it's still a good leverage spot. So 
Uh, I'd like Toronto one a lot here tonight. Uh, defenseman, I think we're at the point where we're just leaving off Toronto defenseman completely. I like Derek Forbort. He's starting to get some minutes for Winnipeg. What else do you like? That's really about it. If you want to use Pionk, I think that's fine. I mean, Riley, 5,100 is a pass. If he was like 4,000, yeah, I'd put him in on a power play stack, but I'm off the Leafs defenseman. Yeah, just to put a point on it, uh, the third line for Winnipeg with Perot there, 1.3 expected goals against for 60 minutes. Without Perot there, it almost doubles to 2.4. So, Andrew Cobb, you're making them worse, bud. Sorry. All right, we got to keep this this show rolling, but we love celebrating subscriber success here. So if you can bank some bigger contests and send your screenshot to our Osmo Hoff account or to any of our Osmo social accounts showing your bank with the Osmo avatar profile, we'll be sure to shout you out. And if it's a top three in a contest with over 5,000 entries, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. So hit up osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar for full details. Just make sure that if you bank, uh, you, you bank small, you bank large. We love, we love them all. Uh, we love our banks, big and small here. Uh, send it to the Osmo Hoff Twitter account or any of our social accounts uh, just to get a little shout out. And if uh, it's a big enough bank, big enough contest, chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus, not a bad little deal. All right, three games to get to. We got six or seven minutes to get through them. <laughs> this next one's not a whole lot to talk about anyway. So let's get right through it. Uh, Dallas, 3.2 implied goal total going into Detroit. Detroit has a 2.2 implied goal total. Dylan Larkin, Robbie Fabry out for Detroit, which means I have no interest uh, in the Red Wings whatsoever. Uh, Dallas, uh, Rope Hints and Miro Haskinen are both game time decisions as well. We've been playing this game with Rope Hints for a while. Um, I just want to mention one thing. Dallas won with Hints, like Hints, Pavelski and Robertson is 19.2. And we'll get to this game later, but Colorado, McKinnon, Kadri Burakovsky is 19K, and McKinnon, Landeskog, Confer is 18.7. So if you want to play Hints and he's scratched again, there are Colorado swaps you can make. That's all I want to say. What do you got? I'm out on the Red Wings. We'll just get that out of the way. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to assume Hints plays tonight. It's not a back-to-back, so I'm going to – Air on the side of caution, think he plays. And if that's the case, love Dallas one, love Dallas two, especially Ben and Gurionov. They've been very good recently. Uh, Dickinson's 3K. He's not going to kill you, so you can put him in. Um, Haskinen, I don't know if he's going to be in or out, but if he's out, I think Esselindel is a very good play tonight. Klingberg, if you're using Dallas one. You didn't even mention Alexiak. I can't believe that. Oh, I'm going to lose my, my uh, contract. Yeah. My contract. <laughs> Uh, I'll say I don't mind Alexi. I, I, I will say flat out that in lineups where I, I am going to have hints lineups tonight and I'll just sw- swap them over to, to Colorado. Like I said, McKinnon, Kadri, Burakovsky is one swap you can make. And McKinnon, Landis called Comfort because Comfort was on the power plays, another swap you can make. So uh, I will be in on hints, Pavel, especially with like with Larkin and Fabriot. There's nothing there. There's just nothing that can stop this Dallas team. So uh, really like Dallas one here tonight. All right, Colorado, St. Louis. We just talked. I just talked about this game briefly. Um, Colorado uh, has a 3.2 implied goal total going to St. Louis. The Blues have a 2.7 implied goal total. There still is like St. Louis still isn't showing any signs of turning it around. Um, Miko Rantanen and Bowen Byron still out for Colorado. Are out for Colorado. Andre Burakovsky is going to jump to the top line for the Abs before they went on their little COVID break. 
Jomfer Tomfer Comfort was on the top power play unit for the abs. It wasn't Burakovsky or Kadri or any of those guys. So what the power play is going to look like is kind of up in the air, but what do you like in this game? Yeah, I mean, if it is Comfort on the top power play, I still think you can go to, you know, uh, abs one with Burakovsky there. He's, you know, a downgrade, obviously, from Randon, but he's not some slouch. Like, he's a good player. Uh, they're going to get the O'Reilly matchup, which is okay. But, like, Sammy Blay really brings down that line defensively. Uh, O'Reilly, Perron, you know, kind of sludge fest. But, you know, McKinnon's going to, you know, drive the play. He may even shoot more now with Ranton and out. Like, you see him more active. So, I, I do really like uh, Colorado 1. Um, man, with with Comfer and Soderberg with Kadri on that second line, it's kind of a weird, weird line. Um, they're going to probably get – I would imagine the Bozak Tarasenko Schwartz line, like Bozak being there is kind of weird too. Um, I think you can use Colorado too. It's just it, with the power play being unsure, like it could be Kadri, could be Burakovsky, could be Soderberg, could be Comfer, you know, like it's just hard to, you know, rely on power play correlation for that second line. So I guess you can use, you know, cause Comfer and Soderberg are almost been priced. So they, you can use that second line as a filler. And that third line is is pretty nice, you know, with Yost Nishushkin and Saad. Um, they're going to get, you know, probably the depth, Hoffman, Shen, Kairou, which is, you know, nothing to ride home defensively. So that third line's a decent filler as well. And on the blue side, um, you know, these lines are kind of tough. Like, I really want to use that third line, Hoffman, Shen, Kairou, but this isn't the matchup, I, I don't think, for me. So I'm probably going to be pretty underweight on the blues. Yeah, uh, I'm out on the Blues entirely. I actually have Colorado 3 circled on my sheet as well. I like that call from you. Um, Hoffman and Kairou, yeah, they're going to get Braden Shen, but Braden Shen's not like an elite def- defensive center or anything like that. Hoffman and Kairou this year, 42.5% expected goal share when they're on the ice together. Now, that's been with Bozak, but like I said, I don't think Braden Shen is like this massive improvement defensively. So I think Colorado 3 kind of makes sense as like a filler stack. Um, but like I just mentioned, I might end up on some Colorado, like I don't have any, uh, top Colorado stacks right now. I might end up on some Colorado just because I might have to switch over from hints. Uh, like I said, Comfort was on the power play before the break. So if he's there again, you can put McKinnon and Landeskog with Comfort and that comes into about the price of Dallas one and you can just go about your day. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Uh, real quick on the blue line, looks like Colorado's going to a heavy top four with a bottom pair they're not going to use. So, um, like, what do you do in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, you look and their prices are very similar, uh, except for Makar, who's way more expensive. If you want to put him on the power play, that's fine. But really, you know, I, I like to- uh, Taze and Gerard tonight, uh, 4,800, 4,500 respectively. I think they're going to get, you know, mid-20s in the minutes, so I think you can put them in. Yeah, I like Devin Taves here as well. All right, we're going to get through this last game real quick. We have the Ottawa Senators with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Vancouver. Vancouver Canucks have a 3.2 implied goal total. Um, Vancouver just straight up PDO'd the Leafs. Like, let's call it for what it is. They shot 15% with 970 970 goaltending. Like, that's just what it is. Um, I wrote up Ottawa 1 here tonight in my Power Place article. I like them. What do you like? I love Ottawa one tonight. I see the Canucks ownership is high again, baffles me. I'm going to be underweight on the Canucks. The, if they're going to be, you know, 14% on a 10 game slate with this, this Canucks team, like, no, thank you. I really like Ottawa top line, Kachuk, Norris, uh, Batherson fully correlated on the power play under 5%. Love it. Um, 
you want to use that second line, I guess you could. I'm really mostly on that top line. And, you know, you look at the top six of the Canucks, both lines, their ownership are above 10%. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, we have uh, almost 14% for Vancouver 1, 11% for Vancouver 2. That's almost a quarter of the field will have some Vancouver stack on a 10-game slate. No, I'm out. I'm out. Ottawa 1 for me. Maybe some Ottawa 3 as a filler. I like Formint and, and Pinto in Brown. All right, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick very quickly. Uh, my hat trick pick for tonight, I'm going super chalk, Mr. Alex Ovechkin. What do you have? I'm going expensive as well. I'm going David Pasternak. David Pasternak. All right. Well, for our producer, Tyler, for Joshua Harris, and for Sub-Zero, I'm wishing everybody good luck tonight. And I think Jake's going to be with you tomorrow. So we'll see you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.